Welcome to the Lawyer Life Podcast, where the personal, professional, and political intersect. Each week, we cover a topic to help ourselves and other lawyers navigate our days with a little less stress, and ideally, a lot more fulfillment. On today's episode, we talk hashtag goals. We're asking ourselves, what is the best process of goal setting? I'm Mike Anderson. And I'm Darlene Tonelli. Happy New Year, Darlene. Happy New Year. It's a new year for the Lawyer Life podcast. It is. I believe it's the year 2019 for both the podcast and everybody else that uh, lives in this world. In the world. (laughs) We all share that. How was your break? How was your new year? Tell me everything I'm dying to know. It was good. It was good. I mean, as as listeners of this podcast know, with two little kids, uh, breaks are... Mm -hmm sort of not really relaxing, but they're really joyful. So I would say I had a lot of fun. I played with a lot of cars. Um, My daughter started talking a lot. And, uh, you know, there were lots of life milestones over the holidays, for sure. Like what? Oh, I don't know. Just just (laughs) stuff. Just being able to hang out with these small people. And, uh, you know, my son just, it's just neat to see how much they grow in two weeks when you're with them all the time. I had the same experience. We, uh, my daughter skated for the first time at the grandparents' place on the Ottawa River, which we got good pictures and she was pretty good. She enjoyed that a lot. So that was a, a good milestone. But I, I, I understand what you're saying. Just like, you know, constant time together. It's, it, you do see the development and uh, it's been so wonderful to, you know, to be just involved strictly in family time for the last little bit for me as well. So great way to kick off uh, 2019. It's nice to see them start to play together like like two people with their um, own personalities, right? Like when my daughter's 18 months, so she's kind of new to that. Yeah. And I think now my son is kind of getting to the point where he's like, oh, I see why it's good to have a sibling. <laughs> she's new to the personality <laughs> game. This is the, She's entering into that. Yeah, yeah, she's got her own take on things. And uh, I think she'll be a force to be reckoned with. But um, hmm. anyway, yes, it's as, as one parent friend told me, the days are long, the years are short. And that's how, you know, I tried to focus on that, keep that top of mind over the holidays just to really get present and enjoy the time with them while the world is shut down. And it was really, really, really great. That's great. My daughter has a new bit. She always finds these funny bits that make us laugh that she just rides with for a little while. And I don't know where this one came from. Now she just gets right up in our faces, like nose to nose. And she goes, spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody thought about that. It's just her own thing. No, I don't know where she, I don't know where it came from, but it is endlessly enjoyable, and she gets huge laughs from us. So I think it's going to be a, a bit of hers for a while. But anyway, um, so that's been a good way to start 2019, laughing at my daughter being spooky. But uh, as well as something that people do when they start a year is set goals. Segway done. Okay. Nice one. Nice. Thank one. you. Uh, and Darlene, might I say uh, you are uh, of all the people I know in this world among the most expert at goal setting, I would say. It's because yeah, I'm the only one you've ever talked to about it. Uh, <laughs> plead the fifth. Okay. Okay. Goal setting doesn't come up so often, um, other than in a strange corporate way. But uh, yes, I have a long-standing practice of goal setting. goes back to probably high school, and I sit there at the end of the year when the uh, new year's starting and everything's quiet, and I try to think through 
what I'm going to accomplish, then I generally overestimate uh, within one year. This is a common phrase, but you over, I think it's Tony Robbins, but you overestimate what you can do in one year and you underestimate what you can do in five years. So I, I do that. But I think the process of actually setting the goals is, is the key. Do you not do this? So here's the, here's the thing. I will challenge you, but then I will back away from my challenge. I do not like New Year's resolutions. I don't do it because I feel like it's an arbitrary time to just decide that you're going to make this. What generally people make as resolutions is like fairly significant changes like instantly. They're like, okay, now I'm just going to all of a sudden work out four times a week when they didn't work out at all to begin with. Like, I I don't see that as a sustainable way to make change in your life. And I prefer like incremental change that you try to always become a better person every day. Uh, However, uh, you, you, it seems as though if I'm putting words in your mouth, which I love to do, uh, sorry. Uh, it seems as though you just are using this slow time of the year and, and, and ceremonial time to actually be thoughtful about what you, what you were trying to achieve. Yes. And I wouldn't, they're not resolutions. I, I'm with you on resolutions. Every year, my dad would ritually set his resolutions, which were to, uh, quit smoking, which he did not smoke at all, had never smoked. And whoa, whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> Oh, so it was a, it sounds like a hipster resolution. Oh, totally. It's like, yeah, yeah it's a meta, it's not a, well, I don't, he's making fun of the resolution. Yeah. And I grew up with this every year. And then his other resolution was to stop skydiving and he didn't do that either. So, you know, resolutions are not a thing that I have done. Well, I've done them, I guess, but. Now I understand why you don't laugh at my jokes. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> because you met my dad. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you grew up with. Oh my God. Did I ever, if he's uh yes, he's, he's got some good jokes, my dad. Um, so yeah, so not resolutions. No, I think, I think resolutions are, are counter to, uh, you know, the idea of making these big sweeping changes. That's different, I think, than goals. When I say goals, I mean, where am I going this year? You know, and I think the timing for me is just that the Christmas season and the break just gives me a chance to sit down and, and, you know, devote the time to setting these goals, right? Yeah. It's, it's a hard thing unless you're one of the success kind of gurus out there, which is one of them we're going to talk about today. Um, but it's a hard thing to just set aside time to focus on where you'd like to evolve your life. And that's what I like to do every year. Well, that's wonderful. So how about we take some time to understand what your process is? Can you walk us through it? Can we do this together? Yes. Okay. So the book that I use, I'm going to shout out to it because it's a really, really good book. It's called The Success Principles. And it sounds cheesy. It's by Jack Canfield, who, um, you know, smart listeners will recognize that name as the guy who created Chicken Soup for the Soul, the books. Um, But he's also a very, uh, aside from the chicken soup for the soul stuff, he is a very uh, interesting um, sort of law of attraction type of proponent. So I love this book in particular, and it's got a really good process. So, um, and I follow this every year for goal setting and have done for, I don't know, maybe eight years, something like that. So, dun-da-da-da. The first thing he asks you to do is to check in on what your vision of your ideal life is. So for me, that I hadn't prior to this book thought of that as being really multifaceted. But what he tells you to do is look at seven areas. You ready for them? I'm ready. Work and career, one. Finances, two. Relationships, three. Contribution to the community, four. Recreation and free time, five. Health and fitness, six. And personal goals seven. 
So wow. you basically make a vision that has something in each of these categories. And what this does is, I think why it's a more elaborate and, and an interesting goal setting process is that it really makes you sit there and think, okay, well, if my vision is to have a great relationship and lots of time with my kids, how does that jive with my, you know, grow business 200 times goal, right? Mm -hmm. So it forces you to kind of make goals that don't compromise your values. And so I think that that historically, if I would say there was an issue with my goal setting process, it would be that I didn't really consider them holistically in my, in my whole life. So this is what I do. And I think if you don't have a vision of your life and what you want it to look like, how can you make goals? Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And it, it makes sense. It, it, going through all these seven sections, I, I suppose then you really have to be honest with yourself and really prioritize your time. Uh, and you and you might have to, you know, make some sacrifices in number two so that you can see succeed in number four and so on. Right. Exactly. So this is going to be different for everybody. And I think that once you sit down and do this too, it does force you to really just clarify, okay, what am I about this year? You know, starting with day one and every choice that I make from there on, right? Good or bad. And one thing I really like that he says, and I'm going to quote it, he says, assume in favor of yourself and act as if it's possible. That allows you to do what is necessary to bring about your results. And I think that, you know, a lot of people set their goals and then they're beaten before they even start because they don't really think what they've written down is possible. And, you know, assume it is, you know, <laughs> like, why not? Mm -hmm. There's two choices. You can assume it's not possible or you can assume it is possible. And I just, I don't like to lose a lot of time kind of thinking about why it's not going to work. I'd rather think about why it is going to work. The thing that that interests me about that statement, it, it kind of it comes in line with things we talk about here, like Deidre talked about, about, you know, having belief in yourself, and you need you need to sometimes kind of launch yourself into something. We also talk about, uh, be okay with failure, you know, and, and so if you um, are setting goals that are too safe, um, then you're really not, uh, you know, pushing yourself as far as you could and not accomplishing necessarily everything that you truly are capable of. Uh, you just have to be comfortable, I suppose, with the uh, with the with large goal setting in that you might quote unquote not succeed or you know that sort of thing well and that's what's so powerful about starting with the vision of your life right because then it's like you wouldn't set a goal that is at odds with the vision of your life mm -hmm. right so if you have two small children and you want to be there for them um and you're really busy with your work and have trouble you know getting enough hours together to do everything you need to do maybe running a marathon this year is not a great goal. You know, it's not a bad goal in itself, yeah. but it's not a great goal when you think about what the, you know, the considerations of what is required yeah. to do that goal. Have you ever long, run a long distance race? I ran a half marathon in law school. Yeah, I did that too once. Yeah. In law school? I think it was in law school. Okay. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it's not recent. I did mine just after articling. And that is, uh, that takes a lot of time takes a lot of time and a lot of mental energy about when am I going to do the run? You know, what do I need to yeah. do the run? It's cold. How am I going to do the run? <laughs> right. Um, and then now I just don't, there are no long distance runs. That's just not no. one of my goals. Yeah. Um, but being healthy day by day and being active every day, that's a goal. Right. Right. So as I get older, you know, activity becomes just more important. Right. And mm -hmm. being able to keep up with these little kids. So it's its own thing. So, the process, shall we jump in? I'm, I'm, let's jump right in. 
Okay, usually you're the one who likes broccoli. I'm not even going to dip my toe in this process. I'm just going to dive right into this process. Dive in. Okay, well, first things first, um, you have to be really specific about what your goals are. So lose weight, not a good goal because it's negative, Mm -hmm. first of all, um, and it's not specific. So get really specific about what the goal is, write it down. So for example, uh, Mike, lose the five pounds that you gained over the holiday break. Uh, No. For example. It would be like... On February 1st, I will weigh the same weight that I weighed on December 1st, right? Or whatever, right? Okay, like really, yeah, really specific sure. yeah. and measurable, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to have these generic goals because then you can't decide if you hit them or not. So, I mean. I did say four pounds. <laughs> four darling. pounds is fine. Yes. But it's loose weight. It's <laughs> negative. It's just like. And I like to, I sort of phrase them positively and you'll see that this, that's what this book recommends, but it's like, oh, I like that. I on June 1st am, you know, thrilled to have completed X, mm-hmm. right? That's what the book recommends. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone has to find their own. I mean, some people are going to find that an extremely cheesy process. I certainly did when I started, but it's become a little bit more um, habitual. So the other thing is to make goals that stretch you. So Something that would be quantum, like what would take your life from where it is to where it really needs to be or where you'd really like it to be? Is there a goal like that in one of those seven uh, sectors? Mm. That's uh, something to do mm-hmm. because you don't want to have really, really manageable goals. Like the, when I set goals, it's not always to hit them all, right? Right. Like sometimes it's just to aspire to something different or to, um, you know, have a have something to aim for. Right, like it's yeah, to start to guide you toward the 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 end that you're looking for, even if it doesn't happen in twelve months or whatever. Yeah, and I I've been surprised when I look back over goals set in years past. Sometimes I forget about a goal that I have set, like I just didn't even think about it, and then I've hit it when I look back. But uh, that's the advantage of doing this year after year. You're so comfortable that your subconscious just works on your goals for you. Kind of, <laughs> but that's what this process is about, right? Yes. That's great. You've farmed out your prefrontal cortex, I think is what it would be. It has farmed out to a different section of your brain, the actual implementation. Oh, this is be great. You're fantastic. very, you're so highly involved in the goals Oh game. my gosh. Well, we're trying. Anyway, I'm sharing the wisdom. Other people can uh, <laughs> be skeptical. The skeptic. I'm not being skeptical. I believe you. <laughs> I'm going to check in, find out what your goals are. Um, anyway, he suggests a lot of really um, kind of concrete steps. So he says you should reread your goals three times a day. You should create a goals book. You should carry your most important goal in your wallet, like Jim Carrey and the $10 million checks uh, mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm not as good at that piece of things, like the sort of daily reinforcement. Um, but I do well with just setting intentions at the beginning of the year and, and kind of measuring them from time to time. So that's, I think that piece is personal. Yeah. And so you're saying you, these are all guiding principles and then you can, you can make it work for your life. And even though you're not following it all to the letter of the, of the well, there's book. a great quote from a, a NCAA coach, Lou Holtz. Do you know him as a sports fan? Have you heard that name? I am aware of him. I was not. <laughs> this is an old book. Um, anyway, his quote is, if you are bored with life, if you don't get up every morning with a burning desire to do things, you don't have enough goals. And that is my theory mm. of how things work. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and then for lawyers, I think that what the the key part of this process is that you actually road test the goals a little bit. So you you write out your goals 
And then you kind of think through what are the considerations for each of these goals? Like, what do you actually have to do to make these work? What are the fears that you have about these goals? Because often there are fears, you know, so-and-so won't be thrilled about this or, uh, you know, who do I think I am with that goal or, um, you know, people pleasing stuff comes up there and then actual roadblocks come up. And then what I think is so helpful is that Jack Canfield is just like, no, these will come up. That's normal. There are considerations, there are fears, and there are roadblocks. You must deal with those to hit your goal. Doesn't mean you shouldn't be focused on the goal. Doesn't mean your goal wasn't any good. It just means, you know, those things come up and you make, you know, you keep moving forward. So then he says you make the goals actionable. So whatever it is, you have to sit there and you think about what are the things that um, make it possible for you to do those goals? What would you have to do to hit mm. these goals? And that yeah. is probably the most, uh, after setting the vision, I guess that's the most important part because the action steps are what will get you there. Yeah, and it's really applying it to your everyday life, right? Like figuring out how does, and making, I, I suppose, you know, kind of like a work back or step-by-step -step way of, of envisioning how do I get to the end goal and what does that look like in my you know, everyday life of waking up and dealing with the work and kids and home and blah, 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 blah. Well, let's use a lawyer life podcast goal as an example, shall mm. we? Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, do you want to make your goal? My goal for the year for the podcast, I think would be to have a live recording. I'd like, I would like there to be an event that we uh, speak to somebody in front of people in a room in which we're all present. Wow. And when would you like to do that by? <laughs> I would like to do that by October. Okay. Do you have a vision of where? It would be a small to mid-sized venue in Toronto. See, you're like old hat at this. Small to mid-sized venue in Toronto by October. We are having a live to air LLP episode interviewing some conversation with and we need to find that person that we would talk to as okay. well. But that's something that we already source our we'll take that piece offline, finish our goal and then post it in our uh, LLP <laughs> office, which does not exist. I love talking about taking something offline during a podcast. <laughs> that's great. It's so true. <laughs> Sorry, listener, you're not you can't be privy to this part of the conversation. Well, there has to be an element of surprise. Exactly. Right? The guests are not, uh, they're an element of surprise. They We choose yeah. our guests along with the narrative that we are uh, talking about. Yeah. Is that it? Well, I have a goal for the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, I'll do the whole process. But uh, one goal that I have for the podcast is to systematically or more systematically promote the podcast. <laughs> because I think that... <laughs> Um, you know, we've, we've done a lot this year to, to sort of get into the habit of podcasting. We've done a lot of content creation. I think where we are not as strong as on the actual getting the word out that the content is there. And uh, right. I would like to sit down and after this podcast, maybe just think through what that looks like and what are the steps to get there and how do we, um, you know, systematically put that into our schedule with everything else that, that we're up to on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. So that would be my uh, podcast-related goal. Is that specific enough? Can I push you on this? Is it? Is that a specific? It's not, no. So the way that I will, yeah, this is what I'm saying. After the podcast, oh. I will sit down and think of what this looks like. But I would say, you know, roughly, it would be, you know, I will tweet about, or we will tweet, one of us, we will assign someone. Oh, uh, now all of a sudden, I'm part of your goal setting. <laughs> my goal is to have Mike tweet. <laughs> <laughs> More than once a week. 
Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. And I, anyway, yes, my goal is to have uh, more, uh, and not just more, but like, you know, three to five communications a week about the existence of the latest episode and find a way to make that a, an interesting and authentic conversation as opposed to just a kind of a pop-up. That's great. That's my goal. Okay. Lovely. We'll see if we make so, it next year at this time with the right. goals. Mm-hmm. Well, well, what we can always do is this time next year, we will revisit these goals and see if we achieve them and what were the roadblocks and how we got there and blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that was a lovely process. Thanks for walking us through it, Darlene. And uh, okay. I suppose we'll, we can post uh, the source of the book and as well, maybe the steps uh, in the show notes so people can uh, go back to when they have time and when they will create time and go back and go through the process themselves if they um, you know, find it to be useful as I do. I highly recommend it. Okay. It's a game changer, this process. Highly recommend. So why don't we uh, take a break and we'll come back with Goods and Grapes? Sounds good. The Lawyer Life Podcast is brought to you by Interalia Law, experienced legal counsel when and where you need us. To learn more about Interalia, visit the website at spelled I-N-T-E-R-A-L-I-A-Law.com. Thank you. And we are back with our goods and gripes. Goods are things we want to support and tell you about. Gripes are things that annoy us. Um, do you have a good or gripe, Darlene? I have good. I don't want to start off the year with a gripe. I agree. That would just be a bad idea. I'm just going to go with good. Yeah. Um, I watched a great movie over the holidays, mm. and I do recommend it to anyone who's at all political. And I know that it's uh, this is a personal, professional, and sometimes political podcast. So Fahrenheit 11.9. Have you seen this movie? No. Mike Moore? No. So he had done the um, Fahrenheit 9-11 mm-hmm. documentary, obviously. And then Fahrenheit 11.9 is, uh, or sorry, yeah, Fahrenheit 11.9. Mm-hmm. So it's about November 9th when Donald Trump becomes president. Yeah. And it's not just about Trump. It's about a number of, you know, sort of factors in American politics. Extremely interesting portrayal um, and really enjoyed it. It was sort of a, I was on the edge of my seat sometimes just thinking, what is this? I, I can't believe this. I read a lot of news and there were a lot of things that I did not know in that movie. So very good. Highly recommend. That's great. I have a, a content related good as well. Uh, last night we watched two episodes of this new Netflix series called uh, Tidying Up with Mary Kondo. Have you heard of this? No. This is, so she, So she's a, uh, like an organization minimalism expert. Huh. Uh, she's a world renowned tidying expert. And it's like, it's totally in the mold of like a, um, you know, any of these shows where like kind of like Cesar Milan's dog show or whatever, when people have this, these like problems and then an expert comes in and, you know, fixes up their whole life. It's fine that way. But I, I, I like this because it, you know, it's a show you walk away motivated by after you watch a show. You're like, oh, these people, this stuff is everywhere in their house. And then you affix your eyes to your kitchen and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, so, um, I, I think it's a yeah, it's a fun enough show. She's super pleasant and wonderful. Uh, and it's a good watch uh, for like that general kind of, you know, just reality show ask narrative. Um, but also I think it's it's practical and it's it's good. 
Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Well, um, have a lovely week. Uh, Thanks. I guess we'll talk soon. Talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. That's it for this week's episode of LLP. Thanks to Inter Alia Law for presenting the podcast and to Nick Fowler for composing and performing our music. See our show notes for his website. Don't forget, we love feedback. Please comment in the review section or subscribe or like. We'd appreciate it greatly. That's it. Talk soon.